Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm here, as always, with uh, former NFL player James Loving. So, James, uh, we now know who is playing in the Super Bowl on uh, the 3rd. But there was a, a lot of issues taking place you know, leading, up to, leading up to this game. Um, you know, I, 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 I think you know what I'm talking about with everything. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into all this. But first off, did, were you able to watch the games this week or last weekend? No, I didn't watch them. But the teams that was in it were really important, you know. But, you know, um, I heard about the game. Yeah, well, the, the games were important to some people. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's a lot of angry people out there, you know, after after last week's games. They they kind of got a little upset with uh, the outcome with some of it. But anyway, so uh, we're supposed to have a guest today. Uh, when he calls in, we'll just bring him on. If not, then uh, it's just going to be you and me, and we'll do what we normally do. So um, let's go ahead and, and just get started. Uh, so... What I was what I was referring to is you know the NFL right, right now because of what happened during the games the NFL is now worried about the integrity of the game. You know the sports world reacts to a to a blown call you know a blown interference call uh, between the, the Saints and, and and the LA Rams and basically the the interference call could have put the Saints in a position to secure a trip to the Super Bowl Fifty Three. Uh, you know, because of of them not blowing the the whistle uh, or throwing a flag for it, um, basically the, the it, it handed uh, the, the the Rams the opportunity um, to uh, well, well well so what happened was that the 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 Saints ended up having to kick a field goal. The Rams had enough time to go down and kick a field goal and tie up the game. Uh, and they went into overtime, and in overtime, Breeze threw an interception, and the Rams were able to go down, and they kicked a field goal and won the game. So after the game, social media just erupted, just blew up over that blown call. Um, and, and, and now uh, teams and, and owners are, are, are saying, you know, they, they're wanting to, are, are wanting back uh, pass interference to be a reveal a reviewable call. So my first question on this is, what do you think of them making, making a pass interference call a reviewable call? Well, it's like um, they're starting to get to where everything's going to be titty pat, You know, everything want to get reviewed in the NFL, you know. Um, you know, the, um, they, made, they didn't make the call. It was horrible. Lost the game for a team, which, you know, is just a misfortune. And it's like... What I would do is, if you're gonna keep getting pity pat, every little thing they're gonna have to do, you know, everything reviewable. So that's gonna slow the game down now, you know. But um, it's just one of those things. It's just when this breath like that do that, you just don't put them in those no games no more, you know. Um, the call was horrible. Um, it should have been passed in print, but now everybody want everything reviewable. So now. I mean, there's a lot of passes and fans that goes on in the game and the call, so every time they're going to want it being reviewable. So it's just 
city path with all these things they want reviewable. So, um, I don't know. It's going to take away from the game. But, you know, something has to be done, you know, when these calls are made like that. Teams, you know, lose a big game like that. They could take them to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's the, what's the answer to those. Well, I, I, w- I watched the game, and I saw the play, and I was just mortified that it was so blatant, you know, so blatant of, of pass interference. And apparently the back judge had run up, and, and he wanted to have a conference with, with the, the, main, the, the main referee, and the main referee just called him back, told him just to go back. You know, he didn't want to hear it. They at that point they they didn't even want to try to overturn the no call and 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 actually throw a late flag. They just wanted to move on from everything. Um, and 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 the defender, uh, the 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 safety that 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 made the penalty, he he admitted that he said he did that on purpose because he knew you know it was less than two minutes of the game. You know, here the Saints were were on like the tw- their, the twenty yard line of of the Rams, and he he recognized that if they made if they made that um, catch, that it would have been a first down, first and goal basically, and and they could have tried to run the clock down and just kicked a field goal and won the game. So you know, he 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 did his job. The rest didn't do, do theirs. Um, so <laughs> that was that was crazy, but. So, so regarding replaying every pass interference call, I mean, yes, it, it, it's going to slow the, it's going to add so much more time to to the game. Um, but it would would it really work? No, it's going to work. It's going to work. You know what they're going to do? Reverse it. Every call that they, because every call is a bad call on pass interference. So every call they do reverse. So it's not going to work. Yeah. But it's just it just left a, a a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, you know, from from not not throwing the flag and because of it, um, you know, and and you and I talked about this. I, I said to you, I said normally the refs, um, you know, during during the 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 playoffs, you know, they kind of let small infractions go during the playoff games and only throw flags for for obvious penalties, you know. Um, and 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 during the regular season, you know the the refs, you know the ref groups or whatever, they're they're scored for every game, you know that they that they ref during the regular season, so that the 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 best of the best of the refs um, get to play get, get to actually ref during the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Um, during this or or, or at, after the game, apparently. The refs for the Rams Saints game were forced to move hotels because people found out what hotel they were in, <laughs> and I mean there's just so much repercussion from all this, and people are just angry. Um, so, you know, and 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 there was there was a problem, of course, during the during the the New England game. I'll I'll kind of go into that a little a little bit later, but. <laughs> What's your opinion on on the refing during the AFC and the NFC championship games? Oh no, I told you I didn't see the games. You know, they said it was some bad calls. You know, and like I told you, every game I have bad calls. You know, it depends on those bad calls affect the end of the game or the end of the game or the start of the game. There's always going to be some bad calls that the ref either miss or don't make. 
you know. So um, that's just how the game is. That's why they got in them. They can do, you know, throw the little red, up, red flag off for two, you know, um, replay, you know. Do they need to get more than two? Probably. But then, like I keep saying, you got to keep replanning or, or dispute every call. Hell, then the game never going to go on because there's a, there's a call that should be called at least every play that don't get called. And, you know, sometimes yeah. you hear the announcers tell the ref letting them play. You know, they ain't making calls. Be some holding calls that they should call, you know, every time that some holding. So, you know, it's, it's nothing that you can do about it. But, you know, it looks bad now because it was a championship game on one team. Could have went to the football off a call, and uh, I think the other game I heard there was some bad calls. So it just looks bad now. I mean, during the regular season, I mean everybody looked past it because you know you got more games to play. You know, they're complaining about, but it's not as big as now. You know, because it was the game to go to the Super Bowl. So it's right. a problem, and it's never going to get corrected. Yeah, they've talked about, you know. You know, when it comes to the to the ref refing, um, one, well, part of the problem is lack of technology. You know, do do you think that if they had better technology for the refs, you know, I, and I'm not sure exactly what kind of technology that they're that they're referring to, but if they can have better te- technology, I mean, it, it's helped in a lot of things. Do you think that could help the refs better? No, because they still got to make that call. Like I said, it's looking at this. Technology to show every play, and every place there should be a penalty call, a flag call on something. So, you know, you have technology, you have technology to every call. I mean, you know, you have a coach say, hey, he held, go back and look at it, go back and look at it, and oh, yeah, he did, now they're going to throw the flag. It's going to be that crazy. So it's not technology, you know, just that calls going to be missed, and there's nothing they can do about it. I mean, and they get better technology, what they're going to Build a wall like Trump instead of getting technology or other ways of technology like scanners and all like that. No. So, you know, it's just a bad situation there. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. Humans, they make mistakes. We're going to put robots yep. out there and they can make the calls better. Yep. I know you and I have talked about the, the refing and, and, and about holding and pretty much every play, they, pretty, they could call holding on every single down. So, you know, that, that would not be fun. But somewhere, I guess, there's got to be a happy medium in there. But anyway, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about uh, what, especially the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs game. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I have with me James Loving, former NFL player with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, James, um, you know, we were kind of talking about some of the the refing that happened uh, during the NFC game. Let's talk about the AFC championship game, and that was uh, again, New England Patriots versus Kansas City Chiefs. So, in the, the midpoint of the, the fourth quarter, uh, there was kind of a fictitious roughing the passer call against Kansas City against Tom Brady, um, who's the quarterback for New England. Um, Kansas City at that point was up 21-17. to 17. This call moved New England up the field and led to New England's touchdown, you know, which put them ahead. And then uh, they were ahead by three points, and Kansas City had enough time on the clock, and they came back and, and were able to move the ball and, and kick the field goal to tie the game to go to overtime. Um, some of the Kansas City fans argue that this call led to, led to, to the tie, um, and, and again, the refs blew it, you know, so kind of twice in one day. Um, but the other thing, other odd thing that, that happens is people always say that Brady gets a disproportionate number of roughing the passer calls. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I haven't really looked into this, but you know, this is something that, that people have, have talked about and complained about a long time. Do you think there's any evidence to this? I don't know the evidence, but it always seemed like um, they're going to get some pretty um, good calls every time in the playoff or in the you know, big game. So, you know, I think everybody looking at it, tired of seeing New England in it. You know, it always seemed like New England get a break with a call on Brady. I mean, I think it stems back to when they, uh, I think it was playing Oakland and that tuck rule uh, started all this. Um, Brady... They said he tucked the ball, but he fumbled, and they gave him the tuck. So that tuck rule from years ago was started with New England getting all these breaks. So, you know, I mean, you just, people just tired of seeing them in there. You know, and it's like you say, um, I think some calls, you know, 
Kid Brady, you know, like he's been roughing, you know, or this and that. And I think it's something they're doing just because they want to see New England because, you know, they bring more of the fans, you know, Super Bowl. I mean, it's a money thing, so you don't know what really happens. So it can go either way. Yeah, I, I know, again, that's, this is something you and I had, had discussed regarding, you know, it, it's better for the NFL to have um, both the both, both the New England and LA Rams because they're bigger markets. They're, they have more fans uh, rather than the Saints and Kansas City, which are smaller markets. Um, and and the, you know it was it was interesting because I, I had done all this reading and everyone was saying you know that 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 the the refs and 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 the NFL always look a blind eye when it comes to New England and. It was it was interesting watching the game because when when they threw the flag on on the on that uh, um, roughing the passer <laughs> call, I mean they kept re-showing it and the defender was was being blocked by by uh, um, an off- offense <laughs> offensive guard, you know, and and the guy just reached an arm out and and it just kind of passed over. Brady's shoulder <laughs> didn't touch his his helmet or or his face or anything, and they instantly threw the flag, and I it was just shocking again to see that, um, and and it seems like you're right they they the Patriots get a lot of favors uh, when it comes to uh, the refs, and so you got to wonder I mean what what's being said to them what 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 are they being told you know to to not do I again we understand that that they they let them play a lot during during the the playoff games but you know with certain teams they seem to get a little bit more um, thrown their way than other teams so I don't know it just again <laughs> um, for both both um, um, New England and for the Rams to get in like they did um, thanks to the refs help. I, I'm 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 kind of bitter from it, you know, and I I like to see the the best teams get in, you know, and I'm not saying that that they're not deserving, but I just I just have a hard time, you know, with with them getting in the way they did. So anyway, well, let's 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 move on. Let's let's move on from this. So um, anyway, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Chiefs. So they had a great year. Their offense was impressive. The defense tied for the NFL lead with 52 sacks. However, they allowed 405.5 yards per game uh, for for their opponent offense, the second most in the league. So after the Chiefs were unable to stop the New England Patriots from converting three third and ten situations in overtime on Sunday, the Chiefs fired defensive coordinator Bob Sutton yesterday. Um, you know, they, in turn, uh, they're kind of, well, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But anyway, um, regarding Bob Sutton, should he be the one to take all the blame for the loss? And the head coach feels that's why they had the loss for being a defense because it was called, you know, um, didn't go up to the head coach standard, you know, he take the blame. Something happened to make the head coach fire him, you know. So um, some he did defensive that the coach didn't like, or some that the defensive calls, or some the players he had in, so some for him to make him the head coach fire just him. So 
there had to be something uh, going on between those two. And, you know, defense got beat up and gave up some points. And so, you know, that's what happened with the position coach, you know. Um, somebody got to take the blame. And then at the end, it'll be the head coach because they'll be the one that they fired when the team don't uh, yeah. play up to the capability. Yeah, the the weird weird thing is Kansas City, up until, I don't know if it was this year or last year, they always had a really good defense. You know, they, you, you could always count on them to, to stop, <laughs> stop a team from, from advancing the ball. And, and, and you know, they, they'd always had a great defense. So, and and I, I don't know how long Bob Sutton's been there, but if he's only been there a couple of years, that could definitely be the reason why. Um, so a couple names have been thrown out to be the next defensive coordinator. One is Rex Ryan, you know, who, who you, you know, you knew you played for his father, and I think you kind of know Rex a little bit. Um, and the other one is Steve Spagnolia, um, who had been, you know, he played with uh, or coached with Andy Reid back in Philadelphia when they were at the Eagles. Um, he was the Giants defensive coordinator. He, I guess he was the interim head coach for the for the Giants. You know, he's kind of kind of been around the league for a while, um, but uh, you know, he's they're they're looking towards him. Um, a lot of people have said about Rex Ryan that he, Rex Ryan and Bob Sutton have very similar styles, but I did hear uh, someone said that yeah, but if Rex Ryan Rex Ryan would have made sure that that they got to Tom Brady, <laughs> whereas Bob Sutton's defense didn't get to Tom Brady much at all. So. Do you think there's any who would be better between the two? No, I mean, what the coach going to do is bring them in and see which one defensive scheme they're going to run. They would be better because Rex got different players in Kansas City. He had the you know the Jets to win with Buffalo, so it ain't about you know the defense got to Brady. You know, it's the players, and they got to look at what the players they have for Kansas City. They don't have a pass rusher. You know, like they had in Buffalo to get to Brady then, you know, the team scheme would be different. You know, they got a great defensive back, I think, at Kansas City. So, I mean, you blitz and let your TV play one-on-one, you know. So, it would be a different scheme for different coaches, you know. You don't know who scheme they're coming in, you know, or what they're going to play, the injury going to like. It's really not the coach and what they did for the other teams. It's what they're going to have to do with the players that have Kansas City is going to make him decide. Yeah. So another thing that, that was talked about was regarding a laser pointer that was used um, during the, the Patriots-Chiefs game. And uh, at one point, you, they, they showed a, a, a picture, and you could see this red light near Brady's shoulder. <laughs> and, you know... I, I, th- I thought they had control of that, you know, Cause, because, again, one of these days, if, if they don't get control of, of, you know, things like lasers coming out during the games, it, it's it's going to cause a major injury. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, you know, just got to, I don't know how you'll stop that. You'll search everybody's pants and pockets. I mean, you know, what can they hire to bring them into the game, you know, so. You know, I don't know how they're going to stop that. You know, that's hard. That's one thing that's hard to stop a laser pointer. You know, sometimes people come in with those cigarette smokers that look like, you know, they something steal or something, you know. So, I mean, that's hard. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought, like I said, I thought they were over and done with all that, and then when I, I saw some articles about it, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, can't, because obviously, if if there's a laser pointer shown at somebody, and and a camera should be able to pan to find to know what area that the camera that the the that the laser pointer is coming from and, you know, try to help security, you know, to get that person out of there. Yeah, well, I mean, you have people filming that can hide that pointer. The only person, way you got to know that is somebody next to you tell on them and the person next to them probably the one that came with them. That's going to be <laughs> hard right. to, you know, You're find right. out who's going. Well, they just got to realize that that, I mean, granted, they were playing in Kansas City, so they were trying to do whatever they could, but. I don't know. Just grow up, people. Stop, stop that kind of nonsense. Because again, it's going to hurt somebody, and it could very well hurt one of their own players. You know, is what it could happen. So, you know, just just grow up and stop doing that stuff. So, anyway, well, let's take our next break. We come back. Um, I, I have a, a, another topic to, about overtime to talk about before we go into Super Bowl Fifty Three. So, let's take a second break, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and again, former Philadelphia Eagles receiver. James Loving is with me. 
Um, so, James, um, before I, I want to talk, go about overtime, I want to talk a little bit about um, Gerald Fitzgerald. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, excuse me. He's actually going to return for his 16th season. He's 35 years old, um, and he's he's you know he's he's been in more pain. You know, I, I don't know how his his body's going to keep doing this, but. Um, apparently last year he it was his lowest career low. Um, he caught 69 passes for 734 yards and six touchdowns. Um, a lot of that, of course, was their quarterback. You know, rookie quarterback was in there, uh, and and they had a, a, a rookie head coach. Um, now they have you know another rookie <laughs> coach, Cliff Kingsbury, who's going to be coming in. Um, and uh, he's he's supposedly going to get give the the quarterback you know put take him under his wing and 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 mold him. Um, so Larry should be doing well. Let me ask you this: if 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 you had the ability, would you keep playing? Well, you don't know how his body is. He probably is going to like Tom Brady. You know, feel he could keep playing. But that's up to those guys. Their body, and they'll tell you if you allow players who might retire early saying their body just couldn't take no more. Some people body could, but I don't think his role would be as like it was depending on years that he was, you know, year one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, probably only in on certain plays, you know. I don't see him being in on a hundred percent of the plays, you know, so his role got diminish a lot. You know, and like they say, they know this probably last year, so they let him go out, you know, when he's ready. And um I think this reason why he got retired this year. That's why they let him come back for they only did a one year. And let him go out, you know, style the way he wants to. So he'll he'll renounce his retirement after this year. And I'm sure he'll do it like before the end of this the next season's over because I don't see they'll make it to the playoff football. So, you know, yeah. right around week fifteen, you know, he's gonna say, you know, this is last year, you know, so and like I said, his role got diminished a lot. He'd probably only be in there like on third and long and, you know, when they need three or four slots in the game, I mean receivers in the game. So um, his body could take it, you know. Um, training camp, I'm sure he's not going to do much in that. So his body won't get beat up in that. Like the rookies that have to do more of the work. So he'll be right for year 16. I, I, I hope his body, I hope his body holds up. I just... You know that's that's a lot of years and a lot of a lot of pain and and stuff he's done to himself. So, but I guess my hat's off to him if he if he can hold up and do it. Um, so before we took a break, I was talking about you know kind of changing the overtime rules. Um, so the NFL is promoting scoring. They're a pass happy league with big numbers, big offense. Uh, some people say that the overtime rules are antiquated. Antiquated, excuse me. Um, should the are antiquated, period. <laughs> Should the NFL change their overtime rules so each team gets a possession in overtime? Yeah, they had the rule before where each team um, got the ball and it was a long game and everybody, one team scored, one team scored, one team. So it would come out to be um, one or two overtimes, you know, because they both were scoring. So they came up with that new rule, well, score the touchdown, win, or, you know, the, the stop all that, you know, but both teams will get the, um, one, it was the first thing score a touchdown, then it was over, you know. So, I mean, you could go back to where 
you know, the other team will get a chance, you know, or, you know, it's good, like they said, it'll be so long, might go to three or four overtime because uh, if you got an offensive scoring team, you know, they're going to score, you're going to score. So it's going to have to keep going to where somebody make a mistake, and that could be, you know, like three or four overtimes, you know. So um, they got to come up with something, you know. Like the, with this rule that came up with, it's, like I said, there's never a problem. It was one of those big games and, you know, somebody lose the other teams are mad, you know, starting in about because that rule been in for I think two years and you haven't heard nothing about it, you know, until this playoff game, you know. So Right. I mean, everybody gonna play about something. Something ain't gonna be right. You know. So there you go. You know, you just gotta yeah. deal with the all the stuff and then next year coming then, you know, it'll be forgotten. Right. Yeah, you you're absolutely correct. That's what uh that that's what what upset everybody was the fact that uh the Patriots had the the got the ball on overtime and they were able to successfully move it down and score a touchdown and that, you know, gave them the win right there. And everyone's like, "Wait a minute, that's not fair." But you're right. How many overtime games have we had this season? And almost all of them, both teams have gotten the ball because the first team has not scored a touchdown. So that right. gave the other team the opportunity to get the ball and, and, and do something with it. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I see both sides of it, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's, it's nice to, to just see what both teams can do with it. Um, it kind of forces the first team, you know, that, that, that actually gets the ball in overtime to to score. You know, they either have to, and, and of course, hopefully they score a touchdown because then that puts the pressure on the, 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 the other team to score a touchdown. Uh, and if, or if not, then, you know, they're going to lose. So, I don't know. I, <laughs> so many things have come out this season, <laughs> but... I guess we'll 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 have to see what the what the committee decides on. You know, some things are worth it, some things aren't. But all right, James, let's talk about Super Bowl Fifty Three. We know that on uh, February third, it's going to be the New England Patriots versus the L.A. Rams in Atlanta. Um, so let's let's kind of take each team and 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 see what they got to do to win. So. Let's talk about the Patriots. The, the Patriots are, you know, they're viewing themselves, they always view themselves as underdogs. You know, that, that's, that's how they kind of look at things. And what do they have to do to, to win as an underdog? So let's go ahead and, and talk about what the Patriots need to do in, to, to beat the, the, the Rams. Well, the Patriots got to do what they've been doing, keep the game close. And like you say, always they're going to get one of those call positions phantom call, you know, where they end up, might be a pass of interference, and end up scoring a touchdown, winning, you know, um, that's what Patriots do, you know, they keep the, the game close, uh, in that game, everybody keeps saying Tom Brady, but it's really not Tom, I mean, so ref giving them these calls, so, the Patriots keep the game close, they will, I mean, they'll win, you know, uh, they tried it last year with Philly, and uh, what happened was Philly came through with a made Tom throw that interception. But, you know, if you look at that game, Tom was coming back and then everybody, oh, he would have won the game. You know, he might have, you know. And they probably would have gave him one of those calls. But, you know, Philly put that pressure on him and knocked him down through the interception. So that game was too close. Um, 
literally just came out of here, lucked out of that one place. So, um, that's what happens. Is, you know, don't even keep it close. They don't know where. Okay. Um, so, so if well, you didn't watch the game. And one thing that, that Brady did against the Chiefs, because, you know, Chiefs were, was going to have this explosive, you know, pass rushing going on. Um, what Brady did to to defend against that was he he quickly threw the ball. You know he didn't hold on the ball longer than than three seconds. I think uh, his average was like two point four seconds or something like that. It was really quick from snap from the snap to throwing the ball. Um, and that quick release is is what kept defense from getting in his face and and from stopping him from throwing. So they had all these plays. You know these might have been short little passes, but they were working. You know they 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 were moving the ball and constantly moving it, and and you know Chiefs had a hard time trying to defend that. So, um, you know the other thing that they need to do, of course, is is keep their running game going. So Michelle has been doing really great for them, um, and I know they have another camera, the other little running back that they have, but that that that's that's the other big key for them is to keep moving that ball and uh and of course getting some favors from the refs every now and then that that always helps you know but um the other the other thing that they were doing that that they they talked about was um every now and then they you know um here the the chiefs weren't weren't watching out for like the the middle of the field and and so you know, here he'd get a chance to to throw some nice little passes right up in the middle of the field, and uh, they have like one defender, and especially on Gronkowski, you gotta you gotta double team him, and you can't just single team him, you know. And uh, they were able to take advantage of it, and uh, you saw what happened. So Rams have to to do better against them. All right, so let's reverse it. What do the Rams need to do um, in order to beat the Patriots? Like I said, the Rams got to score and they got to um, score and um, just keep scoring. They can't have the game close. I mean, they got to run their running back. Um, I heard last week that um, Gurley had four rushes for 17 yards or something like that, 47. And Crazy, yeah. Yeah, accident had that. So they got to they gotta really go out and score. But like I said, they can't have a game where it's one touchdown in all or Less than a touchdown, six points because Brady's are coming for a touchdown and beat them by one. I'm not saying they need to be up by 50, but they need to be up by at least two and a half scores, you know, uh, where when Brady gets the ball and scores, not tying the game up or putting them up by one or two points. You know, that'd be an odd number where they up, where, you know, Brady can't come, you know, so that's what we got to look for. I think at the beginning of the game, like I tell everybody, it's boring. Both teams are trying to fill each other out what they're doing, you know, because I've seen Bourne, but, you know, end of the third, you know, fourth, that's when everybody got started pressing both teams, and they know, okay, we only got, what, 15 minutes of quarter left, we got to go all out and pull all stops, you know, so that's when you're going to see the game pick up, and, and like I said, if they only down or foul touchdown, they'll be New England. Well, let's take our last break. When we come back, I will tell you what I think they need to do, and uh, we'll uh, discuss a little bit more. So we'll be right back.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking predator and small game hunting. From trapping coyotes and bobcats to selling fur and busting spring turkeys, we'll cover it all. Joining us is Randy Birdsong and Nate Hosey, hosts of Headhunters TV on Outdoor Channel, plus Jeff Nimnick of Coyote Craze. Jim and Trav's Predator and Small Game Hunting broadcast is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I have former NFL player James Loving with me. Um, so, James, you were just uh, telling our, our listeners what the Rams need to do to win. Um, what, what, so what I want to say is, you know, the Rams only have, I believe it's two players that have any Super Bowl experience. You know, I believe it's Brandon Cook and, and Aqib Tlaib. They're the only two players on their team. So, of course, you know, here, here Brady and, 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 you know, the Patriots, they have tons of experience. You know, they've been there many times, and they, they know kind of what to do and how to win. Um, but the Rams, what they, for me, what they need to do to win is, first of all, the Rams have probably, I, I think, one of the best defensive coordinators, Wade Phillips. You know, he's great. And he has um, Aaron Darnold um, and, and Donovan Sue. You know, those are two really good uh, defensive ends that he has in there. And if they use them to their best ability and get in Brady's face and keep him from, from throwing those quick passes, um, that, that, that will rattle Brady. You know, anytime somebody gets in his face like that a lot, he gets very rattled. Um, the other thing they need to do is to, of course, stop the, stop the turnovers. So if uh, Jared Goff, you know, if he could take care of the football um, and not throw an interception, um, I, I think the, the Rams can win. So coming down to it, um, between the, the, the Patriots and the Rams, who do you think is going to win? 
Well, like I said, I mean, um, it, it depends on the Rams um, and Gurley running. If Gurley's running the ball, they get more than four carries. They get 15 or 20 carries. I think the Rams will win. But the Rams try to do that what they did last week and only have four of that. They're going to get their butts ran out of there by Tom Brady now because they're going to have Tom Brady on the field too much. So I think the Rams will win because they got the high power offense more than um, New England. And I think um, Super Bowls, you need to score. If you see all Super Bowls, the scores are like 40-something. I think, you know, each quarterback had like 400, 500 yards passing. So I think it's going to be an offensive game because I think both in every Super Bowl game, I think defense breaks down, you know, and you got two, two of the best teams, so you know they're going to score and, you know, you think you got the best defense. But I'm going to depend on um, Sue and um, Donaldson to get pressure on Brady. Don't get pressure on Brady. It's going to be so. I'm looking that the Rams win by 10. Um, you know, I've been wrong with New England all year. So, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to go with the offense and what I see for the offense. Um, Rams by 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping the Rams win. I I don't know if it'll be ten points. I'm thinking it's going to be even closer. I'm thinking it may be three or four point difference, but um, I I think it's going to be a battle back and forth, you know. Um, but I, I I think in the end, I I I I predict that Rams are going to end up winning. So um, one of the things I I, I I was going to point out. Go ahead. If it's three or four point game, say no one is going to win. Tell you that much right now. And you'll see it if it's a three point four point game. Lunga will win that game. So I'm telling you the Rams gotta win by ten, be ahead by ten to win that game. I I still say Rams and Rams gonna win by three or four points. Sorry, that's my that's my guess. Um one of the things you're talking about, Todd Gurley, um I I was gonna mention. You know, yes, he had a very sorry week um last week. I think they, they had him out there for uh, like 60, 70% of the plays, but he, he only, you know, he, he ran very little and, and not very hard. Um, and his response to it was, I'm not injured. I just played a sorry game. <laughs> you know, it, it, just a sorry game. Wow. You know, you have to have more invested in the, in the game if you're going to win uh, than that. So. I I don't know what to say about him. I'm just I was just just amazed, yeah, you know, with 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 that uh, with that players, comment. So players have bad games. You gotta look at that, you know. But you gotta look at how many carries that they get him for him to have a sorry game. Four carries, they ain't having no. I mean, you're gonna need more than that. So I think he was injured because you don't you don't get him no four carries. Now if he had twenty some carries and only had like forty some yards, I think. Mm-hmm. He had that against Dallas. I think he had like 47 yards. So oh, was, yeah, he got years. a lot. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that's a, that's a sorry game. Sorry game ain't four carries. Something was wrong with him. And I think they didn't want to have him on that injured, you know, list from teams, you know, because you don't give your back that you pay 20-something to hire pay running back in the league four carries in an important game like that. And if you look right. at it, I mean, I didn't see the game, but I seen sports and he was on the sideline. He was on the bike. Yeah, no, I was just going to say he was on the bike in the second half. Yeah, that, that indicates something wrong with you with an injury. You know, a tight hamstring or something, you know. So he was injured, but he just don't want to come out and say it. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right that way. Then uh, Patriots would think they got a edge on him. But don't don't fret. They got they got C.J. Anderson. He's he's coming on with gangbusters, and he he had a great game. Um, of course, the previous week, yeah. but he yeah. had a great game last game. Not well, not not this past game. No, but the game before, he would he did fantastic. So, you know, I I, I think okay. they'll they'll both come out and. They got to. I mean, they got to perform. This is this is the big dance. They got to perform. So, um, so the the last thing I want to talk about is Cole Beasley. You know, he he's a wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, and he's kind of going to be an unrestricted free agent after the season. And he's come out to say that uh, the Cowboys' front office basically pushes who they want to get the ball to. You know, he's kind of complaining that, you know, he he hasn't got a huge amount of the ball unless it's like a two-minute drill <laughs> you know then then he'll he'll get the ball when it's when it's something like that so um i i think he he he's only had like 65 passes you know this year and he's kind of complaining about it that he's getting underused and that's all because of of the front office you know trying to dictate you know who the ball should be thrown to and not who's open or whatever you know is, is is that is that the right way to control the ball for Dallas, or or should they just you know play play the game rather than let the the, the front office dictate dictate who who gets the ball? Dallas is a strange thing because everybody knows Jerry Jones run that and he dictates who gets the ball. You know yeah. that happened when they got Amari uh, Cooper. They wanted Amari yeah. to see Dak Prescott was pressured to get him the ball sometimes. You know and there was other people open so. That's not going to change because um, Jerry Jones on that team, and he won't. Let's go get the ball. He's going to get so busy, but just move on to another team, you know, because the Cowboys are going to do what Jerry Jones wants them to do. Plain Yeah, yeah. I, I I think you're right. Cole would be better served on another team, you know, probably a lot happier and not have to deal with all the politics. So, all right, James. Well, we did it again. We're going to have to cut off the show, but you know. We had a great week. Um, I hope that uh, everyone comes back next week, listens in, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the headline stuff going on and leading up to the Super Bowl. So we will be back next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Oh, 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 oh,